Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm here at the HIA convention in Denver, and I'm sitting here waiting to get served dinner with Joy Beckerman. Hello, Joy. Greetings, Coach Freddie. Oh, was I ever happy to see your smiling face on the first day? <laughs> oh, you were the greatest outfits. I'll tell you, you know, you, 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 I'm a little bit Hungarian, so you bring out the gypsy ah, in me. Ah, indeed, indeed. And as a and as a gal who, in fact, got her start in hemp when the at a Grateful Dead show, oh. uh, there's a bit of a gypsy in me as well. <laughs> I love it. So, Joy, tell us what you're doing these days here in your business. Well, at Hemp Base International, as you know, and thank you so much for having me on iHemp Revolution before Coach Freddie. You do such an incredible job with your with your show, getting the good word out. Uh, I'm a lawn policy and consultant compliance um, service provider mm -hmm. in the cannabis industry. My primary focus is on industrial hemp. Um, my passion is with industrial hemp, of course, having been involved on both coasts for the last quarter of a century. Um, and so I mostly am serving uh, to uh, really give folks realistic expectations and set up their infrastructure for businesses um, in a wide spectrum of areas in the industrial hemp industry, but also um, in the legal market cannabis industry as well. Uh, for many years, marijuana has been the uh, wind beneath um, the hemp movement's wings. And now in the legal world, uh, legal consulting with regard to that market is really helping my ability to um, move forward with some of the pro bono projects that mm -hmm. are exciting that need my time and uh, and of course with my regulation and policy and uh, lawmaking work and and let me just tell you there a lot of folks think because we have 13 million square feet of legal marijuana growing in uh, uh, in the state of Washington that we legalized industrial hemp when we legalized marijuana in fact we didn't we just legalized industrial hemp on March 29th of this year, 2016, okay. is uh, is the year of this interview, and uh, we're in our rulemaking process. So we've not actually planted a single legal industrial hemp plant yet in Washington. The WSDA, our Washington State Department of Agriculture, incredible group of people, um, very excited about developing this program, and we're in our rulemaking program right now. Uh, they're having very scientific, fact-based, encouraging policies. I can tell already being developed, the whole attitude with our Washington State Department of Agriculture is very supportive and encouraging of reintroducing this crop. Um, and also, we have, of course, guidance from the federal government with Section 7606 of the Farm Bill that puts certain limitations. Um, on state departments of ag and institutions of higher learning in states that have legalized hemp like we just did in Washington. Mm -hmm. um, and those restrictions are also being abided by by the Washington State Department of Ag. So we're not actually collecting plant material from hemp once we start growing for cannabinoid extraction. We will not be allowed to do that. We'll just be processing for fiber and seed and those flowering parts and leafy parts will be, and even bracts around the seed, all of that plant material will be left 
on the farm. Unfortunately, it's wasted biomass, but because we are um, acting very much in compliance with the letter of the law and the, the overall feeling of the implementation of the law with the United States Department of Ag and the Drug Enforcement Administration. Ah, okay. So that's a mouthful there in itself. You're really busy, I'll tell you. So, uh, so let me ask you a question here. Um, what is the one thing that you want to take away from this conference? We have one more day left today. and Got it. Okay, uh, I have two hats on as I'm here at the HIA. The HIA, the Hemp Industries Association, is our nation's oldest sustaining hemp organization. It was founded by the hemp heroes of our nation who, when we were involved, and, and I did not found this organization. Uh, Don Ward Chapter, actually, who just who just uh, entered, is a founding board member of the Hemp Industries Association. But what I can tell you is that they understood the sacred responsibility of reintroducing this crop. We were, our founders understood that we were not reintroduced, there was not a, a widget industry being, uh, being evolved here. So, in any event, um, so my hat here, uh, personally, my uh, at, as I wear my spiritual hat here, I say that my uh, the biggest takeaway uh, for me personally is that my hemp tribe, my hemp family, as we ebb and flow over the years of what has been a, a difficult quarter of a century, um, and which now, of course, is, as it becomes legalized, is, brings in all kinds of new ideas and people who don't understand um, the, the real principles of the HIA. Uh, to me, it's about healing and coming away feeling more galvanized and, um, and unified as a community and as a tribe. So personally, that's my biggest takeaway here, and it, and it overshadows in fact, um, what my takeaway is as a, as a stakeholder in this industry. And, but putting that hat on, as I have to, um, I will say that learning about infrastructure and for folks to understand, really, we've all said for so long, hemp can save the world, but really, what's the plan, guys? How do we get from step A to B to C? And the answer is setting up infrastructure. And information and knowledge is power, and here we have at the Hemp Industries Association, the full spectrum from textiles to, to plastics and biocomposites and bioresins and, and building materials. Um, and food and we are learning about how to create the infrastructure to bring um, this amazing crop to its full potential its full fruition in a, in a wide spectrum of areas and so for folks to come away knowing what step B is that's the biggest takeaway oh, awesome awesome so joy I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast any last words just to encourage you and thank you for the work that you're doing and to continue it because you're just an amazing positive uh, influence on the community throughout the world, over the airwaves, on the internet. You do an incredible job, Coach Fred. You ask great questions. Your vibes are fantastic and we love you. Keep going, brother. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here. I'm with Dan Mitchell, and uh, we're here at the uh, HIA conference in Denver. Dan, tell us a little bit about your company and what you do. Yeah, so I'm an agricultural economist. I work for a company called SeedCX out of Chicago. Um, yeah, we're a small company, about 10 people, and we're looking to sort of uh, 
uh, sort of uh, create hemp sort of an agricultural commodity. You're sort of uh, looking to create those same financial tools that you find in other agricultural commodities, whether it be soy or corn, things like that, uh, derivatives, forwards and options, swaps, um, to sort of help uh, uh, cultivators and processors uh, lock in price and hedge risk. But uh, that's sort of an overview of what our company does. What I do personally is I'm in, uh, I do research on the economic side of, of, of uh, hemp. And sort of we use that, that information to sort of uh, help color sort of the contracts that we're looking to create and sort of the, the online marketplaces that we're looking to construct here for him. Um, but what I also do is also very exciting is I take a lot of that uh, economic information in, I, I interview a lot of people and I sort of disseminate that back out into the market via economic reports. Um, you know, I, there's been a, some great, great work done on the agronomic side, health and nutrition research and things like that that have really pushed him forward. But I feel like the economic side of things are really, really lacking. Uh, they were sort of lagging behind yeah, for, from hemp. Uh, so we're looking to really sort of be sort of that trusted aggregator of data, of information, compile those into reports, and sort of disseminate those back out to the market. Okay. Um, right. So that's sort of what our company does and what we're looking to do. All right. Now, and we met in, uh, where was it? We met in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. At, at a hemp field. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Anywhere <laughs> you meet in the hemp field. Right? Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, uh, so uh, you came here to the HIA uh, convention. What's the one thing that you want to get take away from this uh, convention here? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. And I have so many questions and so many people I want to talk to, but what will be the one major thing? I suppose one of the things we're looking to do is sort of establish uh, just baselines and sort of supply and price, quantities and prices, just basic economic information that sort of it's been sort of out there in the hemp industry, but it hasn't really sort of coalesced in one number. So our goal is to really kind of coalesce, you know, quantities and prices uh, into sort of maybe a price index or sort of some figure of quantity. So I'd really, the biggest thing I'd like to get out of this conference is to speak to a bunch of people and get, a, get an understanding of sort of the quantity produced in the United States of either hemp seed, hemp fiber, or also CBD as well, too. Okay. Those are the big things that we would look to do here, yeah. yeah. Well, great. So, um, well, I want to thank you for being a guest on the I Have Revolution podcast here. Great. And uh, we'll yeah. have to talk again in a little bit uh, in greater detail. Sounds good. Yeah, we're doing a variety of reports. We're doing put out a lot of information, so it'd be great to sort of have a more in-depth conversation with you about sort of what we're looking to do. All right. Great. Yeah. Great. Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm here at the convention here in uh, Denver, Colorado, and I'm talking with Das. Uh, das, how are you doing? Oh, wonderful. Dreams keep coming true. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, uh, das, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, your business, and everything. Okay, well, um, I'm, uh, my business is Hemp Sources, and we make uh, the hemp ice cream. Okay. Yes. No dairy, no soy, no rice, no whey. Okay. Why dilute the world's perfect food? All right, yeah, yeah. And it's shockingly delicious. does not taste a bit like a rope. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope not. Yes. This is good. Yes, in fact, I had some of your ice cream here uh, last summer when I was here. Oh, so, how'd yeah, you like it? It was fantastic, yeah. So um, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your business uh, and what you're doing now. Um, and uh, you were at another convention here recently? Yeah, I was just at the Seattle Hemp Fest. Okay. There was 100,000 people there. Wow. We were making change as fast as we could. I love an event that's that much fun. It was hot, and we were relief to an awful lot of people. Okay. And then uh, we went down to the Oregon State Fair and uh, got to see the... Uh, 
the best sativa and the best indica plant that was entered in the exhibit hall. Cool. And they had to register the uh, county fair, I mean the state fair exhibit hall as a marijuana grow in <laughs> order to have live plants on exhibit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about in-your-face activism. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're here at the, uh, the HIA convention. Um, what did you, why did you come here specifically? Well, gee, I've been involved in the hemp industry since 1990, okay. when I first started pressing hemp seed oil. Okay. And this is like a big reunion. People who've loved me for decades <laughs> are all just, they're spotting me and I got, they've aged so much it's hard to recognize some of them. Yeah. You know, because they were wee little barren sprouts <laughs> when, when they first came here. But I've done my best to make as big a contributions as I could to food, fiber, and fuel. Well, that's great. Great. And I started out pressing hemp seed oil and then started making the ice cream because somebody said nobody could make ice cream out of hemp. There may be 10,000 uses to this wonderful plant, but nobody could do that. And you, they, you showed them, huh? They gamed me. Yeah. <laughs> and then on fiber, I've taught hundreds of people how to spin hemp okay. and how to uh, separate the fiber from the stalks. And mm -hmm. um, once I've taught somebody how to spin a yard of hemp, it's under their skin. I, <laughs> I've been accused of using spinning as a recruitment technique. Oh. And then on fuel, um, I've, um, I've taught a lot of people how to make biodiesel out of hemp seed oil. Okay. And it's not the cheapest, and it's not the greenest or the most efficient, but it is the most accessible act of energy independence next to walking. Ah, oh, there you go. How far can you walk on a pound of uh, shelled hemp seeds? <laughs> Well, that's great. Don, so it's great talking to you here, and uh, thank you for being a guest on the I Have Revolution podcast. Oh, rock on. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm here with uh, Justin Hamilton. He's with the Templeton Investment Group out of North Carolina, and uh, we met uh, about a month ago down there. So how are you doing there, Justin? Doing great, Coach Freddie. Now, it's great. Now, uh, we're here at the uh, HIA uh, convention here in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, what brought you here? Why did you come? I'm here because uh, hemp's a reality in North Carolina, hopefully in 2017. There you go. And we're here to uh, gain as much information and networking uh, in the hemp industry as possible. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your business here, uh, uh, Hempleton Investment Group. The main part of our uh, business model right now in North Carolina is education. We own the NC Hemp Farm, uh, which is right outside of Wilmington, North Carolina, in Wallace. And that farm, we're growing canaf and educating the public on the differences between marijuana and hemp. And we have the first North Carolina pharmacy that opened this past weekend, September 16th. Oh, super. How many, how many acres do you have? Um, we've got about one acre of canaf and for demonstration purposes. Next year, we'll have way more more than that. Okay. And when are you going to plant uh, hemp? Oh, we're going to have that in the ground in 2017. Okay. Just cool. coming spring. Cool. So uh, so what is the one thing that you want to take
take away from this convention here? Um, I think more of the existing state structure for um, the pilot program. We want to try to, as our pilot program in North Carolina is being created, we want to learn as much as we can from other states and take that home to make ours uh, even better. Okay. Great, great. So I wish you a lot of luck, and, and I know you're going to get a lot of information. There's a lot of people here that's going to pass on, and uh, a lot of connections here too. So uh, thanks, uh, Justin, for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast. Sounds great, Coach Freddy. We look forward to talking to you again. All right, cool. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here. I'm at the HIA convention here outside of Denver, and I'm here with Mike Perry. He's with uh, PNX Botanicals. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, Coach Freddie. How are you? Yeah, we're just almost wrapping up the convention here. And tell us a little bit about yourself and PNX. Uh, well, PNX uh, pretty straightforward. We're a uh, bulk wholesaler of uh, mostly CBD, but uh, any kind of cannabinoid or hemp derivative is kind of within our business model and we um, uh, supply any ingredient that kind of formulators and retailers would use for their uh, for their products um, and uh, don't cross the line into actual product development and so forth. So we're, we're the behind the scenes company. Oh, okay. And so now, uh, where are you located at? Uh, well, I, I, we work out of Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Okay. I've been through there a few times. Sure. Yeah. Now, how big is your company? Um, we have about uh, 21 people, and I'm 18 of them. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I should say we have about 21 positions that need to be filled, I guess is the way okay. we, uh, right. we put it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, how long have you been in business now? Uh, we've been in uh, this business for actively for about a year with two years of kind of setup and research, okay, yeah. due diligence. Uh, we could uh, say two years. About yeah, time yeah, sure, and running sure. And everything else. That's about right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, everybody in this industry is it's pretty new. There's some old guys that have been here for a long time, but uh, most of us have just joined in the last two, three, four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's hilarious because I, you know, I mean, again, I'm 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 18 of those 21 people, so I've learned more about this than I ever wanted to know and uh, yeah. in those uh, two or three short years it's really funny to see that uh, there's people who know less than me and I've, I've crossed some sort of bridge into uh, yeah. relative expertise in this, in this uh, NASA and little industry we're in but it's, it's super fun and uh, yeah. we enjoy really enjoy the people we meet and the, the direction everyone's going I think that's you know what uh, made me decide to do uh, hemp and hemp wellness so, uh, okay so is, uh, what's the what was your, what would be your top product that you have um, yeah, well, so we are, uh, I mean, again, we have, we're just a wholesaler. So when it comes to our products, we're a little bit agnostic. We have uh, first-run extracts, CBD, um, A extracts. We have uh, super critical refined stuff. We have molecular distilled stuff. We have zero THC measured down to one part per million focused on the mainstream. We have solubles, liposomals, isolates. Um, and then uh, we'll take some of those into a white-label basis on behalf of our clients. But mostly we're trying to sell the stuff to the people who make stuff and make sure that they have a, a reliable resource to get it. Days notice, always have 
a variety of different CBD products in stock. That's our motto. Okay. Um, although we do oftentimes, because of the newness of the industry, crossover and um, do some product development and white labeling for some of the customers that don't have their um, uh, internal production capacity set up yet. So, um, well, good. Yeah. So. All right, so one last question here. What do you personally want to get out of this conference here? Oh, that's a great one. So I'm on a panel coming up right now. and um, Okay. You know, I think that uh, a lot of the people that know me here know that I'm kind of the cons- the guy who's promoting conspicuous cooperation in this industry. And, um, <laughs> um, and I really feel like, uh, you know, the way that we're approaching this industry is, um, uh, you know, I feel like the way CBD is now and cannabinoids are right now, the market's pretty small. And I don't think there's any point in everybody arm wrestling for part of the market that exists today. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, people like cooperating with each other and giving positive reviews of each other's products and working together to share IP is really only going to bring more credibility to hemp and hemp wellness. And then that's, you know, a classic all, all tides, you know, the tide rises, all boats will get. You know, I want to be part of a, um, of, a, of a $10 billion, a $20 billion market. And if I have a little share in that, I'll be happy. Uh, but I won't be happy if uh, CBD stays where it is, and so I'm here trying to uh, promote some an attitude which will lead to that and help um, mitigate some of the, um, the overarching federal politics of the FDA and so forth, and not trying to participate in group efforts to um, get some positive reforms that will allow a breakout moment for, for, our, for all of our products. So. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, uh, Mike, thank you very much for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast. Uh, we love you, Freddie, so thank you for having me. Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm here at the uh, HIA conference in Denver. I'm talking with uh, Melissa and Josh Rabe. They're with the uh, Loveland Hemp Company, and they do a lot of different things. Uh, One of them is they build hemp houses, and they build a couple here in uh, Colorado. So, uh, Melissa and Josh, how are you doing? Good. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. It's a great convention. What's going on uh, with you guys? You're in the process of uh, building a dome house out of uh, hemp, I believe. It's a 20-foot geodesic dome that actually is a yurt replacement. A woman had a yurt blowdown in the windstorm, and so we've replaced her yurt with a 20-foot geodesic dome built with the hemp and lime mixture, the hemp mortar. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's close to complete. We've got to put the stucco on it, and then it'll be ready. So we're happy to have another one another one down. Well, that's great. I look forward to come up there next week and uh, take a look at it. There. You're always welcome up where we're at. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. So what else are you guys into right now? So we are traveling around the state of Colorado, identifying all the farmers that are willing to work with us that are farming industrial hemp. And we're going around to start qualifying what farmers have available stocks for the use of industrial hemp products, such as building materials like for the dome in the home. Um, And so we're basically going around and looking to see if these farmers are willing to uh, work with us and the needs that we have for this material to be processed properly. And if they agree, we're going to seek out contracts and then in the spring be buying hemp from them. Okay, super. And that's going to be with 
with our mobile decorticator. Okay. And so we are working hard towards getting that mobile decorticator so that uh, decorticator cleanly separates the bast fiber or the ribbon fiber from the herd or the inner part of the plant. So 85% of your plant is going to be herd and about 15% is going to be that ribbon fiber. So instead of uh, say cutting it all up or putting it in a thrasher or a wood chipper where you've just got a rat's nest that would take a million man hours to separate, this machine actually takes that uh, material runs it through and it separates the ribbon fiber clean from the herd mm -hmm. and that's what we call first line processing. Okay. So we're going to be doing the, the first line processing and we're really excited to see after talking with farmers and, and seeing how hard that they're working at it. It makes us want to work harder to try and get that herd out of the field and try and help them yeah. uh, actually get some more value added uh, and some more money for their for the crop basically. Yeah, yeah, and so will you be using it this year for some of the, the uh, harvest this year? We will be working with this year's harvest but not until the very late uh, winter, early spring of 2017. Oh, okay. So basically uh, what we are asking farmers to do is to leave their stalks after they've harvested all the feed off the top, to leave their stalks standing in the field for us so that in the spring we can come harvest them then and decorticate. And okay. nature does a little job of decorticating for us and that's yes. one of the reasons why uh, we like to have that moisture content at a certain point uh, before the, the machine is ready to, to cleanly separate that material. What is the one thing that you guys want to take away from this convention here? Securing supply chain that everybody's on board to work together mm -hmm. and to create an industry, all of us together finding our places. Okay. And I feel like a conference like this can help people really focus and we'll all find our place. Wonderful. Alright. <laughs> well, thank you both for being uh, guests on the IHAMP Revolution. Always thank you, a Freddy. pleasure. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.